Hey mama, you and I both know losing weight and living a healthy life is about the food, but it's not really about the food. We've been conditioned from a young age to conform into these tightly wound up balls of untruths, processes, and ideals that are not our own and don't serve us. Leaving behind a tornadic path of shame, guilt, regret, and unfortunately, unwanted weight gain. Mama, we are straight up stuck in this mess and we have lost our way to happy and healthy. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of mamas and nothing has become more clear to me. We must unravel what we think we know and push past these false teachings and empower ourselves to make choices that serve us and lead us to the life we want to live. Mama, unraveling can get a little messy at times, but we're mamas and getting dirty is a part of the gig. Here we go. Today's topic, we are going to talk about emotional eating. And I feel like this is one that I just want to pop on here, be be real, be raw, be honest with you and give you the direct information right here. Now, we're going to talk about emotional eating and we're going to talk about it in a way that I think you probably haven't heard it before, or it hasn't been explained to you before. And here's one of the reasons why I want to talk with you about emotional eating today. And that is because the holidays are coming and I've been doing this for nine years. And here's what I know about the holidays. The holidays cause all kinds of emotions and thoughts and actions and results that we don't always love. But also too, if we don't understand them, we can't fix them. Okay. I want you, I want you to, to just go into your brain right now. And I want you to ask yourself, have I ever found myself in the pantry stressed out and eating Oreos or chips or whatever I could get my little hands on? One of the most common coping mechanisms for stress and overwhelm is emotional eating. My friends, this is what we do. Now, here's the thing. We should emotionally eat, right? Because if we don't have an emotion that tells us to eat, then we wouldn't eat, right? So it is normal for us to have an emotion, a feeling, and then for us to take action with our food. The problem is, is that back in the day when we were cavemen and cave women, we would get this emotion of hunger. We would get a feeling of hunger. We would feel empty. Our tummies would growl and, and, and roar, right? And then we would take action and we would go out and we would hunt and we would harvest and we would eat. Well, now because food is so readily available and we've made it taste so delicious, we use emotional eating in the opposite direction. Now it gives us dopamine hits. Now it self-soothes. Now it does all kinds of other things. So one of the most common coping mechanisms for stress and overwhelm is emotional eating. And just because you're an emotional eater doesn't mean that you can't lose weight or break the habit. It just means that you need to learn more about yourself so that you can break that cycle. The first thing emotional eaters need to learn is that it's not really about the food. Whoa. Okay. Take that in for a second. It's not really about the food. I used to be an emotional eater in a negative way. Let me share with you how and what that looked like. So when my son was born, he had a lot of medical health problems. He had to have a few surgeries. He had heart surgeries at four months. He had a heart surgery. He had tracheal malaysia. He had plagiocephaly of his skull. We had, uh, he aspirated till he was three and a half. So the first three years of his life were insanely overwhelmed and stressful. Every day I thought he was going to die. And anytime that I felt anxious, anytime that I felt stressed, anytime that I felt worried or sad or even any emotion at all, all I wanted to do 
was stop that feeling, stop that emotion and check out. And I couldn't stop myself from wanting that relief. And so what did I do? I would emotionally eat. And then I would blame it on the food. The cookies sounded good. A neighbor brought over the brownies. So I had to eat them or it's just a little bit. Look, it's healthy. It's apples and a gallon of peanut butter, right? So I would justify my treat and I would try to make it as healthy as possible sometimes. And then sometimes I just ate whatever I could get my hands on. When the kids didn't finish their food and I was too tired to make my own, I just ate their leftovers, mac and cheese, their nuggets, whatever they left on their plate, I ate. I never sat down to eat a full meal because I was always in fight or flight mode. My cortisol was through the roof, but food was always a scapegoat. I told myself food was the problem. Cravings were my problem. Self-control was my problem. But here's the ugly truth, my friends. None of those were the problem. I always say this, it's not about the food. It's, it's about how you are feeling, right? It's not about the food. It's about something so much more. And when we're talking about emotional eating, that's exactly what the truth is. Emotional eating is a thought problem, not a food problem. Okay. Emotional eating is a thought problem, not a food problem. And so realizing this changed everything for me. Emotional eating doesn't start with a craving. It ends with a craving. Emotional eating starts with an emotion or a feeling and feelings lead to action. And when you find yourself mindlessly eating, it's not because you're hungry. It's because you're avoiding dealing with the feeling that you are having because emotional eating does not start with the food. It starts with a thought and that thought creates a feeling and that feeling creates an action and that action creates a result, right? We buffer with food, which means we check out with food. We avoid with food. We temporarily relieve with food. And I found that happening so much in my life when it came to my son in those three years, I didn't want to face my fears. I literally thought he was going to die at every turn of the day. And so I would ignore all of that fear, all of that anxiety, all of that emotion. And I would head straight for the fridge, straight for the pantry. I'd eat, I'd self-soothe and I'd feel better for a minute. For a minute, I would feel better, but then the tidal wave of guilt and shame and regret would crash down on me and I would feel guilty for eating so badly. I'd be embarrassed by how much food I ate. I'd hide it. I wouldn't tell people. I would wait till everybody went to bed at night. I would eat and eat and eat, and then I would throw it in the garbage can where nobody could see it. That's how much shame and guilt and regret I had. And then here's the worst part. Every night, I would swear that I wasn't going to do it again. I would promise myself that I wasn't going to do it again. And then what do you think happened the next night? I would break that promise to myself and I would do it all over again, right? As soon as the next big emotion hit and I didn't know how to deal with it, I'd repeat the cycle all over again. And after a while, I decided that I had to do something about this. I knew emotional eating wasn't a habit I wanted to pass down onto my kids. So I dived into learning about emotional eating, why we do it, and then how do we begin to stop it? And I'm going to share two little things with you today that I want you to understand that this is a first step. It's not the end all be all. It is a first step in awareness and in heading in that direction. And I learned that being able to recognize your emotional eating cycles and wanting to change it is a huge sign that you're ready to overcome it. So if you're watching this video and you're having that thought in your head, like, okay, this is me. I need to do this. I can do Let's go. Let's go. That's a sign that you're ready to go and you're ready to do it.
And the most important thing to know is learning your triggers. And I know, I know, I know, trigger is an overused word. I get it. But it's actually a very important word that helps us realize where things start, okay? Nothing starts from nothing. We get triggered and then we take action, right? That trigger creates a thought, creates a feeling, creates an action, creates a result. So something has to spark that thought, feeling or action, right? So literally anything can trigger us, but we need to understand that triggers cause us to take actions that serve us and triggers cause us to take actions that don't serve us. So they can be for us and against us, which is why we have to understand in our world, what causes us to do that, right? So during one of my macros made easy program calls, I was talking with a mama who had fallen off track for a few weeks and then got herself back on. And so I asked her these two questions. Okay. And these are the two questions that I want you to jot down or burn in your brain, text message them to yourself. I'll even put them in the note here so that you can just copy and paste them. Okay. What triggered you to get off track? So what thing happened that caused you to have a thought that caused you to have a feeling that made you need to self-soothe and we self-soothe with food, right? So I want you to know and understand what triggered you in a negative way that caused you to want to escape that feeling. And so you turned to food and this was the action that you took. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, what triggered you to get back on track? Because something then happened where you had another thought and another feeling that caused you to take action to get back on track and to start moving in the direction that serves you and your health and your nutrition and in your weight loss journey, if that's the one that you're on. These two things are very important because we can start to identify when the wheels are falling off of our car, but we can also start to identify when we just need to put a little air in the tire so they don't fall off the car, right? So it's really important to recognize both things. Like this is how I keep myself on track. This is what pulls me off the track. And here's how I'm going to help myself, right? So that's why I asked these two questions. And it's two questions that you should start asking yourself throughout your day so that you can know and understand that as well, right? Answering both of these questions is vital to understanding our habits and our tendencies. And if you're an emotional eater, my sweet friend, I want you to drop the shame. I want you to drop the guilt. And I want you to take action. I want you to start telling yourself, I can do this. I am worth the energy, the effort that it's going to take to understand it. And I am going to overcome this and make it work for me instead of making it work against me. And if that's where you are right now, my sweet friend, Depending on where you're watching this video, if you're watching it in our private Facebook group, which I would love for all of you to come join. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you don't know what I'm talking about. There's a link to join it. Drop an emoji in the chat and I will start that conversation with you and we'll talk about what it looks like for you to overcome this. If you're listening to this on the podcast, go join the group because I'd love for you to join the group. It's called Busy Mom Simple Nutrition. But I want you to shoot me an email and I want you to just share your story with me. Let me come alongside you. Let me teach you. Let me show you. Let me grow you. Let me help you understand how to get to where you want to go and feel good in the skin that you're in and start using emotional eating in your favor versus it holding you back and causing you all kinds of drama that you just don't need. All right, my sweet friends, that's what I have for you this week. Until I see you next week, be well. I'll chat with you soon. Bye-bye for now. Mama, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a little piece of your crazy day with me. I am hopeful that what I shared with you today allows you to put the pieces of your incredible life puzzle back together where it belongs. 
If anything from these podcasts resonates with you and you find yourself shaking your head, heck yes, mama, to what is being taught here, please hit that subscribe button and share this with other mamas who need to unravel in all the right ways. I created a place and a space for us to do just that. Go check out my free resource page with all kinds of goodies waiting to push you along in your success. Check it out at theunraveledmama.com forward slash resources with an S at the end. Here you will find tips, tricks, hacks, ideas, recipes, must-haves, and my favorites that have helped me crush my goals all along the way. Let's be action takers and move makers and take this to the next level so that you can find that sweet spot in your nutritional journey. See you next week, mama.